0: The is under my feet! It's under my feet! Come on! Woo! Hey, glory, 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 Okay. Show. 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 <laughs> we seriously need trainings for singing. Otherwise, praise him. Greetings. So, and the great, and, and great multitudes, <laughs> were gathered together to him. So that he got into a boat and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. This is, this is interesting. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth, but when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on good ground and yielded a crop: some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And the church said. Verse 10, and the disciples came to him, and the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? He answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. So there are mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. And the privilege to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven is given. It is not attained. It is not worked for. It is given and it is given upon being saved, upon being a disciple and follower of the Lord Jesus. The moment you reach that place, then you are given the privilege to know the mysteries of heaven. You can have access to the mysteries of heaven. You can be in a place where mysteries of heaven are being talked about. You can be in an environment where mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are being manifested, but to you they will mean nothing because there will be an esoteric language. There will be something that does not make sense and at most a joke. And then when you read the thoughts of Paul about the mysteries of the kingdom of God, in the book of 1 Corinthians, the Bible says, the world caused them foolishness. But then he further goes on to say, it pleased God that the salvation of man should come by the preaching of the foolishness of the cross. So what men say is foolishness, it was that method that God used and picked up to bring men to salvation. So salvation is not found in the highest learning institution. Learning the mysteries of the kingdom of God is not found at Oxford University. Or the highest learning and most beautiful institution of the land which is the university of zambia and all the church say amen, amen. <laughs> yeah. i have the puppet so i get to get away with some of these things <laughs> but it is found in being born again the moment you give your life to christ then you are given and we come here so that we can learn the mysteries of the kingdom of god you have to be chosen, the Bible says you are a chosen generation, 1 Peter 2, 9, a royal priesthood. You've been picked up. You've been picked, not up, most accurately, you've been picked out to have access to some of the deepest mysteries of the kingdom of God. Somebody say, I am so blessed. I
1: am so blessed.
0: We jump to verse 18 where the Lord Jesus says, therefore, hear the parable of the sword. He now begins to interpret the parable and he says when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart this is he who received seed by the wayside so he said birds came and snatched the seed, and people trampled on it those people were not people those birds were not birds He's saying the enemy, they may come in form of people and metaphorically in form of birds. I'm not saying when you go out, start looking at every bird. It's not the discerning of birds. It's the discerning of spirits. So even owls are just birds. Even cats are just animals. Unless otherwise the Spirit of God shows you something. Because you are afraid. Of an owl you are afraid of a cat just because it is black and yet your best friend is a satanist you are not afraid of them why because what you have is a gift of suspicion and not the gift of discernings of spirits there is a difference somebody shout I hear you, I hear you. And now more than ever the church needs to walk in this gift and dimension of the spirit which is able to identify and see what spirit an individual, an animal, an institution, a situation is operating with. Not every manifestation of words, not every expression of anger, not every hatred that you experience at your workplace. It's just because of your incompetence or issues. Some of them are moves of the dimensions of the spirit to bring you into a place they want you to be. And sometimes you can miss God if you are not able to tell by your heart, by the eyes of your spirit, that this is God. You can chase away people that God sends into your life. At the same time, you can embrace the enemy because he himself can transform himself into an angel of light. So now more than ever, we need to come to a place. Sometimes not every job that is given to you is a blessing from God. Some of them are a response to your desires for money. And so the enemy suggests that you go to a certain place. And the moment you go to that certain place, the enemy knows. The enemy knows that you'll find all the wrong people there. The moment you go to that school you desired so greatly beyond the leading of God, Then suddenly, you meet many shenis, and you meet many gumji. And the moment you meet those guys, they expose you to ways, and to begin practicing things you never fathomed. So we need to come to a place where we can discern the workings of the enemy, the workings of God, the speakings of mere human beings, the speaking of spirits, the presence of angels. And I speak, I decree and declare that your heart is given. And you receive the ability to discern, shout, I receive somebody. I receive. Our father Abraham saw three men coming. And as he was sitting under a terebinth tree, he said to himself, there's something about those men. And he called them over and he asked that they sit down and they eat with him. He didn't know, but there was just something about them. They looked like men, but they were spirits. One of them was God. Two were angels. Some people in Samaria, as Jesus went to them, they chased him and Jesus wept over them. He said they missed their hour of visitation. This is what makes people miss out on what God is doing in a service like this. Because you are hearing the word of God being spoken and you are on your phone. And you see, the Bible says the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword and goes to the dividing line of the spirit and the soul and the joint and the marrow and is the discern of the thoughts and the intents of the heart and verse 13 of Hebrews 4 says that nothing is hidden before him. The word of God is a him. So as the word of God is coming from the altar and it is coming to you, it's a person. It's got an intelligence. And it entails And respect for it. And it's it will pass by another heart to Say, Do not pass by Because the word of God
1: demands
0: God. So we are not just telling you to be well behaved when you when we tell you to, to put anything away. We don't want you to miss the blessing. This is why he told the Thessalonians, we thank God that when you received that you did not receive as our message as a message of mere men, but as it is in truth the message of God which now because of the way you received it, superhuman strength in you it. Exercise superhuman strength in your life. You must pay attention to how you receive it. It matters how you receive it. It matters the positioning of your mind. Someone says, "I was in church, but my mind was in the bowmen." Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. He begins to interpret the parable of the sower, and he says, "When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away that was." that which was sown in his heart. This is he who received seed by the wayside. He goes on to say, but he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. This is one of the most painful people. Because I see people receive the word of God with joy. And because it's coming with such revelation and light, they almost fall as they are saying to eat. Because it's just opening them up to things they never knew. They receive it with joy. They shout the loudest hallelujahs. And I'm not saying start looking at the sisters on the right and on the left who are shouting the loudest hallelujahs. Because that's part of receiving. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah a few sisters torn down, but please, I invite you back to the place you were. (laughs) Praise God. See, so he says, he immediately receives with joy, yet he has no root in himself. That means he does not give the word of God enough ground to find a place in his heart. It's one thing for the word of God to enter your ears, but it's another thing for the word of God to have root in your heart. Now, I'm going to tell you something. For the word of God to have root in your heart is not something that happens on a Sunday. And I'm going somewhere with this. It's not something... On Sunday, you receive. Rooting does not happen in church. It happens outside church. That is where the problem is. And that is where the solution equally is. He says... Yet, he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, I'm going to add temptation. Immediately, he stumbles. You know, and this is as a pastor, I can tell you there's a category of these people who, because of the fire they have, immediately were tempted to give them positions. Because there's something very special about fire. When you see it. Fires that see a big, 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 big. Yes. But some fires, the moment a little wind blows, whoo, <laughs> they go out. Some of them when they are exposed to a little temptation. So you can find the person that's gone up the ranks. But because they never dealt with their incapacity. It means you cannot express yourself separate from the word of God. It means it's the definition of your standing. Let me give you an example. If you knew your connection to certain places and you knew people, you are still not moved because you want to say, My connection is with God. Certain people can bless you, but then you want a stranger to bless you so that God, you can see the world of God. And this is how some people do not give. Connecting you get frustrated because you are not looking to God, you are looking to people. Even as the as a pastor was preaching, as I was talking about God is going to bless you, you had to go Uncle J. And so when your Uncle Jay becomes Uncle, Y, You stamp because you're frustrated. Somebody said, I was expecting you. But then she did, she did not give me my hand My faith is discouraged I said that's the problem CC. It's because your faith rested in men. But The doctrine of faith According to Hebrew six Is that it must be faith To God When you get that right You stand for a long time Shout hallelujah yeah. I had money And people would send me money Just ask me I think know, my money Is going to be now but I didn't want to cash. But I needed to buy something that I needed to use to appear before a judge. And so I was thinking, why am I going to get the money and then I'm appearing tomorrow. <sighs> I, I, I didn't want to call anyone to give me money or to get money that I was I was like, no, it's got projects I need to fulfill. I was practicing discipline. And then suddenly, and I needed, it was not much, I needed 500 culture. And then suddenly, a certain pastor friend of mine called me and said, the Lord told me that you needed 50 and sent me 50. It builds my faith. It builds my faith, and this is not the pressure of my life, it's super close to you. You know? But it builds your faith to know that God is providing for you? Because your faith is not, is not in me. I know there are a lot of people. At And this has commanded the brother and don't do that. I make a 500. I just want to push like a project and when my check clears then I pray, I'm just going mm-hmm. to a, like a I just want mm-hmm. to a, like a mm-hmm. So I will do that. But it, it's just, your faith becomes rooted when you expect from God I receive. Mm-hmm. I like to pray prayer. As a month of transition start. you are going to begin receiving from God in very supernatural ways. Yes. Somebody shout, hey, I receive it? I receive yes. it. So there are people who because they have no root Some of us have been at least from
1: 1999.
0: Hey. You two yes, you are here to You are not bent. Hey. Anything can move you, even fellow believers. Even God can offend you. Yes! Yes! Even just, sometimes even just us. I feel like, let me pray <laughs> about it. If God wants me to
1: promote some people, now tell me, pray about it. That's why sometimes God
0: doesn't bless people. He just doesn't. God is so good that his goodness can be offensive. God can bless your ex so much that if you are touched, because your eggs You, do you know what ancient of days is? You are the one who is going to be in the face you. Go you. me. You are the one who has to catch up with time. And when you do, that's when God sends first blessing phase one.
1: Meanwhile, you should
0: have been at blessing phase fifth. But because we are holding on to a grudge. And God just kept blessing your kids now. Yet there are a lot of people here. No, it's not me. I think you're a good person. I just feel I need to put my life in order. I think you deserve better. You know the kind of language. When you people are going your separate ways, somebody say, Praise God. Praise God. You have no root. That's what I'm trying to say. Somebody say, I have root. I have root. He endures for a little while. A little while can be 10 years. Mm-hmm. Should I, can I find you 30 years from now? Still sitting here and serving God.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. yes. Serving in your department. Inviting people to church. Partnering. Paying your offerings and tithes. Now, he who receives seed among thorns is he who hears the word of God and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Things that people go through can choke the word. The word is chokeable. There's a place where you're going through something that the word of God does not seem to make sense. Someone goes to the Bible says, ah. But when you had it, you were happy. But because of what you're going through, suddenly the enemy begins tempting you. Look at that one, look at that one. Then it just can't make sense to you. You are like, ah, God is for people and not other people. So the word of God stops making sense. So it gets choked. The same word I'm using to prosper for you, it's offending you. The same word your neighbor is using to exercise faith. You, when you hear it, it feels like a story. Yes. But when you heard it, you were happy. Things that people go through. How dare you reduce your relationship to God, with God, by passing an exam and failing? Yes. Somebody some failed an exam and said, Ah, after all those prayers and I failed, yes. Yeah, I let God leave you. have yes. never failed me. No! Ancient sort of basements. <laughs> He's not in the house. You are the one who needs to go to the next grade. Until you give him thanks for failing the exam. <laughs> he will not have supernatural power to pass it. That same exam. He's just like... Hey, Michael, can you... <laughs> He's not in the heart, And he loves you. But there's no love without discipline. Yes. Sometimes the only way I show love to my son is to let him cry. Because if I always would hold him, he would think, every time I, ah, we have to tell him, oh, thank you, anka, kiss him, It's the only way. The Bible says it disciplines those he loves. So God, you think love is telling you you are cute and giving you flowers. Yet God thinks you giving him thanks when it's painful. That's love. The definition of love in the realm of the spirit may not be It's a strong feeling of affection for someone. (laughs) You are joking. (laughs) Somebody said that. Love is a strong feeling of affection. That's good. You should have that. But if that's what you think love is, you are far from being ready for for marriage. But he who receives seed, on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. Somebody say that's me. That's me. Say that's me. That's me. Wow. That's how it works. Yes. And let me tell you something. We may not produce the same harvest. Some produce egg, some produce 60, but it's okay. We can be in the same church, I will a word. With that same word, somebody gets an internship, then you will get a job. It doesn't mean that, it just means that's what the word yielded in them. God knows why He allowed it to be that way. And it's if you trust in you, you will see the word of God working for you the same way. Okay. So just
1: be patient. Yes, just
0: be patient. Sometimes you may not finish even the same exam at the same time. Others may not pass, but it's fine. That's i was saying. They are in a religious
1: relationship with God. But I, I said, you never fail.
0: I'm going to the exam. We get the words of evangelism. Hey, I'm really here. Was it the exam which died for me? That's what I said in the Greek language. <laughs> Unusually consistent about these um, about these seeds. It appears to me as if the sower went to sow on the same day. Because as he went to sow, he 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 he, he, sow, he sowed some on the wayside. Then he sowed some on the thorns. Then he sowed. It's like he had a huge farm and he began sowing them in different places. And the sower the one who goes to preach the word of God. So we can be preaching the word of God like this on a Sunday and you begin receiving it like this on a Sunday. But then between the sprouting of the seed and the planting of seed there is time. That difference is what we are looking at. And so when I saw the seed like this you go At the moment, I'm showing the scene. Remember, there are no people that are cramping. The best is not there. The songs are not there. The Lord is just in the music. They are waiting for the right time to
1: strike. Just when you want to generate, that will be The point I'm trying to make
0: is that. The activities of the enemy
1: are not necessarily
0: in church. The activities of the enemy are when you are alone. That is also to tell you that the, the strongest and fiercest of your fights are when you are alone. So your strongest places must be when you are alone. That is when the Word of God you heard must be practiced. When you come to church service, you come to be service. But then the work does not happen in the garage. Hey! The manifestation of the service of the car is in the road. Oh, That's when we hear that this car was service, or this car was the service, or it was not in service, but it has a problem. Beyond service. Are oh, be oh, you Chapter number six. We'll be able to understand it now. Verse ten. The Bible reads, "Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor, the whole armor, in the words of a certain deaconess, the whole entire armor, <laughs> meaning the full thing, the full thing. The Bible doesn't say put on the armor." It does, the Bible doesn't even say, put on every bit of it, the whole thing. Do you remember when you started learning fractions? You'd say, one whole. Then when you cut it, that's when you'd have fractions. But if it's one whole orange, or one whole fritter, it means everything is there. Nothing has been taken out. Not even one little bit. So, when the Bible is telling you not just to put on the armor, but to put on the whole armor, why? He says, so that you may be able. Otherwise, if you don't put on the whole thing, the enemy will look for which part of the armor is lacking, and that will be his attack point. So, he says, put on the whole thing. He just didn't say, put put on prayer. That's a pattern. In your bedroom, in your dream, hey! at your workplace, hey! in the road, when you meet the person who flirt with you, and you feel like you got a weakness for them. Mm-hmm. When, <laughs> oh, yeah. when you are presented with a lot of money, oh, yeah. and it wouldn't help to pour them. That is when it matters the most. There are people who have a line. They don't see me. Right? Because you
1: know my mother, they remember, the one is because he wanted even tell
0: me, he wasn't He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. But he drinks the glory. Are you following me? Yes, sir. When you are all alone. And you are seeing the Timor sea. It's even sweating. And it's hot. in that you are going to get it out of which village.
1: When you are alone.
0: When no one is watching, the lights are off, you took a nap, and all you have is your phone and your bundle, your smartphone, your new smartphone. You have to put on the whole thing, the whole thing. That's what he said, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able May be able. Otherwise, you will not be able. Because he looks where it's lacking. He looks for that. Once he finds it, and you see what he wants? What he wants? He doesn't even, sometimes he doesn't even want to, because his, his vision is bigger. He doesn't even want, he doesn't even want you to just step out of the faith. No. He wants it to be both a Christian and a secular person. So that you can be a strange hybrid. Because that way he knows you can be confusing the fellowship. The newer ones will look at your life secretly and say, if you can do that, I can also do that. Because that one has been in, in the kingdom for a long time. So we can also do this. It's, it's just a way of expressing yourself. So we can all cast. So he wants to keep you as his disciple, as his project, so that you can... A little leaven leavens the whole bread, so that slowly other people may come to the knowledge of destruction through you. He's not in a hurry to, he's an immortal spirit. He waits for you. Are you following me? So he says that you may be able to stand against the walls of the enemy. Then he says, for we wrestle not. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Okay. So, remember what I told you that the enemy is looking for the part of your armory which is missing. Then he will strive. He says, so he's, he's got wiles. The word wiles comes from a Greek word methodia, from where we get the word. Come on, this is, this is just for smart people. Where we get the word. Ah, I knew it. So, the word methodia is where we get the word method. It says, put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand against the methods of the enemy. The word method is the word methodia from where we get the word method. naesu. 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 The battery surrendered because there's more power than battery power here. <laughs> I'm joking. Don't go tell your, your parents. Ah, battery So, I want you to understand this. The word method means, among other things, a particular procedure. That's the definition I'm going to give you. A particular procedure for accomplishing or approaching something, especially a systematic or established one. I'm going to say that again. The word procedure means, I mean the word uh, "wilds," which is the word method, means a particular procedure for accomplishing, a particular procedure for accomplishing or approaching something, especially a systematic or established one. Let me give you a few synonyms for the word method. It's a procedure, it's a technique, system, practice, routine, modus operandi, method of working, formula, means, medium, mechanism, tack, approach, way, line, course of action, route, road, strategy, tactic, plan, recipe, rule. The list is merely illustrative and not exhaustive. Other meaning, the quality of being well organized and systematic in thought or action that you may be able to understand the procedures of the enemy. Put on the whole armor that you may be able to withstand. Meaning, remember how sometimes when you're doing some uh, when when you're doing quadratic equations, or when you're doing any of those, sometimes you'd use two methods to arrive at the same answer. There's a formula, and there's a formula, and if this formula is hard for you, you'd use another one. Sometimes to get a chemical reaction, you'd use certain reagents. Sometimes you'd even put a catalyst. You would do different procedures to arrive at an answer. So even the enemy has got systems and methods he used. He's got formulas, he's got procedures, he's got tactics, he's got strategies that he has put in place. And they've been working for a long period of time. You are not the first Christian. He has seen Christians the rise and fall. And so the Holy Spirit can be trusted when he's teaching us that there's a way that we can use to stand against the wild. And he the why. he said the devil, he said the devil. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust
1: and obey. Say, trust and obey.
0: For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. I can even end this teaching right here, telling you that I've told you that the only way to avoid meaning it's not one. Let me give you an example. One day in Matthew 4, and looked for, the method that the enemy used to talk to Jesus was he himself, he came. When that method fell, he used Peter next time? So it's not just one, and the only way is to put on the whole armor of God shout hallelujah. hallelujah i want you to say I'm putting, on the whole armor. I'm putting on the whole armor yeah so satan has got systems he's got institutions he's got methods he's got beings and personalities all these assistants now that seems to suggest something that i'm going to bring to you from the book of matthew chapter number 12 verses 24 and the bible reads now when the pharisees heard it they said this fellow does not cast out demons except by beelzebub the ruler of demons that means demons also have rulers and by the way the word beelzebub comes from a word which means prince of flies that means the other demons are like flies and then there's a ruler of them called Beelzebub. Beelzebub. He's a ruler of the flies. And remember what I told you last time, that flies don't come except they pick themselves. So already this scripture vindicates what I told you last time. And if you do not give them, the, if they give them the right scent by, by not using the proper armory, then they'll pick it and that will be their attack. But besides that, let's look at this. Every kingdom, uh, and the Bible says, 25, but Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, or it's destroyed. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. Say, "I I hear you. Then he says, if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? Jesus teaches us something. He brings a revelation which we never knew. So they accuse him of casting out demons, demons, using a demon, the ruler of heaven. And Jesus says, but you people, you are saying I'm casting out demons, using demons. But Satan doesn't do that. Jesus is telling you, you can't have a problem. That is brought by Satan. And the witch Dr. Doctor, who's going to use Satan to cast out Satan? Jesus is trying to say, it doesn't happen. It's a trick. Your problem increases. You cannot say, this problem is not okay. It's been around in the family. Let's find out who did this. Somebody died. Somebody was alive. Somebody did get married. Then you say, let us go to Baba Brrr. <laughs> Then when you go there, he tells you, it was your uncle. And when he does that, he just introduces a bigger demon. Because Jesus is teaching us a revelation. He says, Satan cannot cast out Satan. You can't go to the source of your problem to seek a solution there. I'm out of your Bible. Sometimes people surprise me. That's what he's trying to say. It's a trick. It's a trick. People get a bigger demon, or an extra one. They get a bigger problem. Which doctors are a system of the enemy to increase his affliction on people. Yeah, it seems like it works for a few days. But remember, it's a trick. So it always looks like it's real money. But when you turn, you find the other side is not there. It's printed this side. The other side is a plain paper. (laughs) Then he says, if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How will then, how then will his kingdom stand? That means Satan has a kingdom. Kingdom. Jesus teaches us something new. Jesus is trying to tell us that Satan does have a kingdom. Are you following me? Now, what is a kingdom or a government, except we are going to be generally governments. Government. the word government is a general word, whether it's democratic or it's monarchical, or it's an oligarchy, or it is a dictatorship, whatever form, it's still a government. But what is a kingdom? It's a politically organized community or major territorial unit having a monarchical form, of government headed by a king or a queen. Did you hear that one? Now, it doesn't have to be a king, king or a queen. It can be a president. It can be some ruler. But when we talk about generally the concept of governance, we are saying it's a politically organized community, and that's what a kingdom is defined by too. Okay, a politically organized community or a major territorial unit having a monarchical form of government headed by a king or a queen but a government can be a politically organized community or a major territorial unit having a monarchical uh, having uh, maybe we can say uh, a democratic form of government okay we can change these things so if it's democratic then it has to be headed by a president are you seeing that and then if it is monarchical then it has to be headed by a king or a queen So whether it is a a monarchy or whether it is uh, a democracy, it is still a form of governance. Are you listening to me? But there are politics involved. And when we talk about politics, either in a democracy or in a monarchy or in a dictatorship, then we are talking about structures. The word politically there, when we say politically organized, where means, among other things, governmentally, so we can say a government is a governmentally organized, or we can say it is an administratively organized, or we can say structurally organized, we can say electorally organized, constitutionally organized, or diplomatically organized. The list, again, is merely illustrative and not exhaustive. Now, for example, the Zambian system of governance provides for three arms of government. Do you remember them from your civics? We have the executive. This is only for those who did civics in grade nine. And then we've got the what? <laughs> I had some just to fit in. We're saying,. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But let's just say, God is... All right. Now in very simple and civically palatable terms, the purpose of legislature is to make laws, right? Let's agree. The purpose of the executive is to enforce the laws, right? yes and to create policy right and the purpose of the judiciary is to interpret the law basically to explain judicial precedents, to create them and to guide the use of policy as created by the executive okay each of these arms of government have institutions and persons manning them to ensure that their purpose is achieved. Now, we are saying Satan has got a kingdom. If Satan has a kingdom, then he's got a politically organized system of governance, which can have institutions, has persons, because Jesus said Satan has a kingdom. What is equally saying is that Satan has got a very organized system of governance. Is not just a polukutu polukutu kind of individual. Jesus tells us he's got a kingdom. And one of the best ways to pull down a kingdom is to understand it. And this is why I'm taking you to town. I'm trying to open you up to principles so that you may understand them. Are you following me? So I haven't lost my ways. So in understanding how governments work, I'm going to show you, for example, our Constitution in terms of Article 91 of the 1991 Constitution as amended by Act Number no. 2 of 2016, forget that, but here's what it says over the president. It says, there shall be a president, so for a democracy it's a president, but for a kingdom it can be a king, but it's just government. I'm just taking one to give you an illustration. There shall be a president of the republic who shall be head of state and government, and commander-in-chief of defense or armed forces. See? So that's the president. Our president is the commander-in-chief of armed forces, he's the head of the executive and government. So, when we're talking about the king, the king is the one who is the commander-in-chief of armed forces and is head of government. Okay? Then he says the executive, to which the president is a part and head thereof, Uh, the executive authority of the state vests in the president and subject to this constitution shall be exercised directly by the president or through public officers or other persons appointed by the president. Article 92 states, the president shall perform with dignity, leadership, and integrity. That's for our human president, the acts that are necessary and expedient for, or reasonably incidental to the exercise of the executive authority. Without limiting the other provisions of this constitution, the president shall, now, these are some of the powers of the president. Number one, appoint ambassadors. So if you find an ambassador, it was the president who appointed him. By the way, the same same constitution provides that the president can hire and fire at any time at will the people that he. So you can hire any time the people that he makes. But imagine the powers that ambassadors have. Imagine the powers that high commissioners have. Imagine the functions that they do. Yet there's, there's one who can hire them and fire them at any time. That includes cabinet. That's the president, and the president, I just want you to know that he's quite powerful. But then that there are other people and institutions that he creates that are under him, that helps him to run the executive arm of government and the nation, so that he could have organized governance. Someone say, I'm following. following. So without limiting, appoint ambassadors, high commissioners, plenipotentiaries, diplomatic representatives, councils, receive and accredit foreign ambassadors, high commissioners, plenipotentiaries, diplomatic representatives, councils and heads of international organizations negotiate, these are the powers of the president, negotiate and sign international agreements and treaties and subject to the approval of the National Assembly, ratify or accede to international agreements and treaties. The other responsibilities or powers of the president include establish and merge and dissolve government ministries. So if he says there's going to be a government of fishing, the president can create it and bring all the money there. He has those powers under the constitution which gives you the right to life. It's the same institution, the same constitution that gives him power to create any ministry feels fit. Without necessarily even being questioned. Yes. Subject, then he says, subject to approval of the National Assembly. Remember, the National Assembly is made of normally mostly people from his party. So just know you've lost. <laughs> Appoint persons as are required by this constitution or any other law to be appointed by the president. Okay? Appoint persons as are required to perform special duties for the executive. Confer honors. Sign and promulgate proclamations as specified in this constitution or as prescribed. Initiate bills, that means laws for submission to and consideration by the National Assembly. Those are some of his. Then it says, there shall be an advisory committee on the prerogative of mercy. I wanted you to see this one. And shall consist of persons appointed by the president. So the president will appoint people that should be part of the uh, uh, advisory committee that will decide or advise him on the prerogative of mercy. Now, the prerogative of mercy is the power of the president to pardon some people who are in sales. So the judiciary may have said that we are we are, we, are, we are we are jailing this guy for having killed twenty people because he was a serial killer. The president has power to pardon that person and take them out of prison. He doesn't even have to give you a reason. And the people that are supposed to advise them, remember, he appointed them. Under our constitution, the president also has power to choose judges. So you are going to sue any executive arm of government, and the government chose the judge who is going to preside over the matter. So much for separation of powers. But that's a story for another day. Hallelujah. So there are all these people. As as per Article 97 of the Constitution, the president may, on the advice of the advisory committee, conditionally or unconditionally pardon a person convicted of an offense. By the way, the president has got immunity against civil and criminal proceedings. That means you cannot sue the president. No matter what he does, even in his private capacity, whilst he holds the office of a president, he cannot be sued. You just cry. Isn't it just another name for a king? <laughs> Somebody say, I hear, you. I hear you. That's Article 98. A person shall not institute or continue civil proceedings against a president by a person performing executive functions as provided in Article 109 in respect of anything done or omitted to be done by the president or that person in their private capacity during the tenure of office as president. Okay. Then we're going to look at... Um, Article 113, I need to be a constitutional law lecturer. There shall be a cabinet consisting of, now, the person who appoints the cabinet is the president. So we say there shall be a cabinet consisting of the president, the vice president, the ministers, the attorney general, who is an ex-official member. And the function of the cabinet shall be to approve and cause to be implemented government policy, approve government bills for introduction to the National Assembly, approve... And cause the national budget to be presented to the National Assembly, recommend an, uh, the accession and ratification of international agreements and treaties to the National Assembly, recommend for approval of the National Assembly loans to be contracted so they decide which loans are going to be contracted and which ones are not. Guarantees on loans contracted by the state institutions or other institutions, advise the President on matters relating to the performance of executive functions, cabinet shall take collective responsibility for the. Decisions that they make. Now, the person who is in charge of these very big people, ministers, including Minister of Information, Minister of Broadcasting, Minister of Food and Supply, Minister of Youth and Child Development, all these ministries, with, ministers with so much power, with permanent secretary reporting to them. All these are subject to the president. But what I'm trying to show you is that when we talk about political organization, when we talk about government and political organization of any governance, whether it's a monarchy, a kingdom, or it is a democracy, it has got institutions and orders, and all those have got powers and responsibilities, and the way that they do their jobs. So, um, all I'm trying to tell you is that when we talk about, when Jesus says, Satan has a government, we are simply trying to say that he is organized, then you are getting organized, but I'm trying to tell that he is highly organized. He's got institutions, he's got people, he's got treasuries and finances. He's got people in the entertainment industry, he's got people in the family industry, he's got people even in the religious industry, he's got people in fashion, he's got people everywhere! We are fighting against a highly organized individual. And if the government does not manage to get it by the executive, and all their institutions, they will try the. Fuck us helpless. Praise the Lord. And so the Bible says we do not fight against flesh and blood. Now, let's bring it home. We do not fight against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6, then he begins to state some of the institutions and personalities within those institutions. But we fight against principalities. We fight against powers. We fight against rulers of the darkness of this age. We fight against spiritual hosts of wickedness is beginning to try to introduce to us what we are up against. These are personalities, but beyond being personalities, they are systems of demonic governance. There are systems of, of machinery the enemy uses to manifest his will on plants and animals and everything that God created. And so, let me give you an example. In the mid-1880s, 1800s, that's the 19th century. In the South African regions, there was a young businessman named John Rhodes. John Rhodes was a highly divisive man. He struggled with TB around 18, and when he got cured of it, he vowed he was going to make money. And he came to uh, came to South Africa, and he started a company called the British South African Corporation. Great nice, can I get a high five? If you are here. And those who did history. We are now back into history. And so what he used to do was he would approach the king, for example. He approached Lobengula, all over Angula, of Mashona Land. And what he did was the first thing that he did was um, they had this idea of protection. There was a problem treaty that the um, had signed the Boers, it was a friendship treaty. But there was beef between the whites and the Boers, and they did not want uh, the, the, the whites did not want the, the Boers to be in the communities that the British are also influencing the people for purposes of their private gain. Now mainly the Boers were farmers, but these guys did not like them. So what 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 he did? Was he appointed a man named uh, Reverend Moffat? They signed the Moffat Treaty. Now, Moffat, strangely, was a reverend. <sighs> so much for some reason. <sighs> and he was a brother in the just for your own information. He was a very divisive man, and he also didn't know, partially, that he was being used by John Cicero. And what he did was that he convinced Lovebola that he will these Boers under the influence of John Cicero. And after a few days, he signed a treaty and a statement in which he said, I have nothing to do with the Boers," And that is how November treaty, the the Gropa Treaty, was done away with. 11 days later, Reverend Moffat was sent to convince November to enter into a concession, to enter into an agreement uh, uh, that was going to allow John Cecil Rhodes to have all controlling powers of the land that was governed by the government. And in, in turn, promised him that he was going to give him British protection. Why? Because around the time there was a lot of raiding that happened among African people and some kind of attacking by shock and awe in the words of Mega However, <laughs> However, The whites had supernatural power called a gun. And they would kill teas and be a gunfight. And they would bring other things like gunpowder and wine. And the white and the black people love that because blacks love drink. It's something that has been around for a long time. In our white communities, this side, they can have beer just for lunch. But you know, here <laughs> there are things that come on and on and on and on and not and on and on and on and and on and and sometimes and from and on is not enough. Also <laughs> And so uh, they sent a man called Wright and they signed a concession which unbeknown to King Nobengula, gave the Britons or the British Empire exclusive rights to his land to the extent that he realized later King Nobengula, that he couldn't even control his international politics. He won't even enter into deals or agree or discuss how he's going to run a system with other people without involving the Britons. And so he realized he was tricked. <laughs> this is the function of principality. When we talk about principalities in the Bible, these are spirits, institutions and powers that are headed by, I believe, a fallen angel called a principality. One of the major duties of the principality is to acquire land. Now, how these spirits, evil spirits, acquire land is that they will look at the land. They will create the way that John says around And then they will look for people who God has entrusted with authority over that land. Then they will go and bargain with them. Yes, just okay. they just don't They will look for people in every land, let me history. In every land, there are people that in whom God puts territorial powers. They are the ones who control the land. Some of them are the monumental, the most are spiritual beings. bishops. Some of them are not. And the enemy will look at the influence they have in, their, in the future. And so, what these people do. Is that the first thing they do is they begin to negotiate. Because what they want is to get a kingdom from an individual. What they want is to get a territory from a, pe- a, pe- a person or from people. So they'll go and bargain. When they're supposed to be praying at night, they tell you to yes, just They encourage you. The other thing they do for you to lose is to bring you into fornication. And fornication is not just sitting with a person you're not married there's a lot. Of communication is everything sexual in prevails. And so the time that you're supposed to be praying and exercising authority, they give you a big job. Something that takes you away. And at that point you're not yet strong enough. There's a bright future in you. But they're taking you away from systems of spiritual governance so that you can focus on the corporate world. So that you can focus on the things of this world. Because everybody will finish. Is now,
1: working
0: and they're it. Yet, all you have to show for your life is a finished shoe because you're walking at this praying in church and you say you are tired. The Spirit of God told you just be patient, and the temptation is too strong. Satan is called the Prince of this world, the God of this world. Jesus says, Now has become the time because the Prince of this world has been judged. So, one Office of Satan, although he is king, is also a prince And one thing say that Satan does as an evil spirit is he creates, he does not just create strategy, he, negotiate, he negotiates with people that have to given them that shit, even over families, there's some families that are so blessed. If Satan negotiated with media enough, we wouldn't have voted with that. We wouldn't have voted, we wouldn't have voted it. Hope. So the vision is to see that if this boy gets saved, the patient, Pamela and Mister Pastor Daniel will enter the house. So it's to be bigger Why don't you just study
1: medicine? And if he doesn't know, God he's not with you. The vision
0: is bigger than just a career. The vision is just bigger than a career. He's in bondage with you. And so one day Satan came as a principality. He found a young young man who was given the kingdoms of this world to rule. His name was Adam. He just got married. And since he was used to being alone, he left his wife alone. When he went to hell,
1: Satan went to him and to told him,
0: "Look, you don't have to not eat the forbidden fruit, but he kicked him in the dark and told him go to hell." So what Satan did, in pain, he went and negotiated with the serpent, and since the serpent was God, because he thought he was. It's is a woman who gave me. I Adam's life is. stand to We need to know the kind of enemy that we are dealing with. I don't know about you, but some of you have been called by God
1: to rule over your family.
0: And sometimes this is the reason why the warfare is so strong with you. For Satan knows, if this girl gets too serious, the whole company will be saved. Your cousin? I found him. And then God spoke to me and said, He's in the wrong place at the right time. I asked God why he was supposed to be, God told me he was supposed to be in the meeting with him. No, I was to So Satan had negotiated with him. I told him, You don't need this, Daniel's consistency. You need to relax. Yet the boy. Would there have been somebody big in the industry by God. And guess what? You become big by Satan. Because the things according
1: the of God are not the If Satan knows that God, the voice is so strong that it can change an entire
0: generation, what she can, the best thing to do is to negotiate with her. And tell her you don't need to be in the choir the rest of your life, you need to explore life. And so just come and present her money and a good record deal that she never has been shot. And she's glad. So, you can see it. That's what Satan is always doing. Every time Satan is, he's letting you see. just you are tired. You see your heart. See we go to our we are talking about in you law, know, for those, how many of you have done the DLA Piper training? Anybody who's done the DLA Piper training? If you've not done DLA Piper training, you're not know anyone. They teach you negotiations. There are skills convincing ways you can buy off an entire planet. And the only way is to put on the whole armor of God. It may that's that simple, but to put on the whole armor of God? Are you to me? Yeah. If only you knew. If only you knew. Them, they just don't go to church They want that. The ministry wants to grow But that was the devil plan that I plant something in his chest. But the enemy looks at me and is it doesn't
1: matter. It's a battle.
0: But the Bible says you are not unaware of his devices. Hallelujah. I want you to raise your hand toward heaven and begin praying in this too. Begin to thank God for his word. And for everything.